What's up, what's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 41 of The Overview. I'm Jam Man V, joined today, of course, by Fish Sticks and Jason Kaplan. What's up, fellas? Hello, hello. It's a new year. It's a new <laughs> Yeah, it's been a new year for for last week too, right? Hopefully a new meta soon too. Oh, hey, yes. Close. Hey, We're yeah. so close. <laughs> we are definitely close. And of course, we'll be talking about that. Uh, but tons of stuff to talk about. You know, last week, we were like, ah, oh, you know, it's going to be a short show. And of course, it's never a short show when we say that. But this week, we've got plenty to talk about. Uh, obviously, with the PTR changes, the balance changes, uh, we can... Talk for probably ages on just to, just to, uh, off the get go, and then a little bit of news, just general news in Overwatch. Of course, our week in Overwatch, and then esports news. Tons of team and players switching teams or leaving teams. Uh, so we'll, we'll get a chance to go through each and each one of those things. And um, I think at the end we'll do some Q and A. Of course, there's a ton of email questions this week. So thank you so much for everybody that you know that, that definitely reached out there, as well as the iTunes shoutouts, the iTunes um, uh, reviews too. Something happened last week. Something great happened last week, <laughs> and I oh. hope it continues to happen. Ooh. I don't know. No, what I'm saying is something great happened that that we were, we got like a ton of emails and a ton of reviews. So uh, I hope that continues to happen, whatever that was, <laughs> because I actually don't know exactly what it was. But very very cool, and thanks for all those uh, all of you guys for doing that. Uh, but let's kick things off with uh, our week in our Overwatch, just what we've been doing, and then we'll get into like a lot of the news. So, have you guys been doing laddering, playing? I know, I know Jason has. Yeah, I know the answer to this, but <laughs> come on, having have, have a good time. Having a good time. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That was like the most belabored yeah of all time. <laughs> Yo, man, he's holding this it game. in. He's Shit, holding man. it in. He's holding it in. I played. I want to be the Bashi. I played all three Dark Souls, and this game infuriates me the most. <laughs> oh, well, you're I was it, three it, points it, away from top five hundred. I was twice one game away from top 500, and then I go on a major losing streak. What is this game? Why, why do you pick Hanzo when <laughs> you're Diamond last season and then tell me how to play? You were 3.1. Fuck off. So this has right, nothing to do with the actual game. It has to do with the people playing the game. Yeah. Right. <laughs> okay. So okay. Ben, accurate. You've been playing. Huh? Very accurate. Uh, finally had a reversal in Fortune. Almost a GM, but not nice. quite there yet. Uh, but nice. steadily uh, climbing each time I play uh, the last uh, couple of days. You know, every single time that you take a break, even if it's just for a couple of days, I don't know if you get this, Jason, but I always drop, like, at least it takes me a few days to start recovering after a break. So I feel like I'm finally, finally hitting my groove post-New Year's. Uh, and it's about time because, man, that was that was a rough drop. I mean, the difference right now in quality of games between when you go from like 3.6 3.7 k mmr uh sr rather to like 3.8 3.9 to 4k it, it's actually just completely different like this the quality of the games the team play the compositions the the way that your team coordinates and reacts is just it's amazing like how one or 200 sr just makes such a massive difference but it, it really does in my experience you guys noticing any particular time of day that's better for you? Dude, I don't know. I, I like playing during the day. When I play at night, it does not work out for me. I think there's I a like huge range. A huge range I, of MMR like when, when you play at night. I just I lose equally no matter what time of the day. 
No matter what season, no matter oh, what Jason. Oh my god! You're, you're the classic guy that never remembers when he wins, but remembers all the losses. Right, at least right now, I'm at like four point one eight right now, and I know the second the show's over and I go queue up for ranked, I'm gonna lose like three games straight. I, it's just gonna happen. Well, if you have that attitude, of course, like it's more likely to happen. You gotta well, take I mean, a break. You, have, like, you gotta breathe a little bit, dude. Just just take a little break. Reset the the mental state, and then go back into it. That's what <laughs> All pizza I know is and that... showers are for. <laughs> That's what pizza and showers <laughs> Oh, man. Well, I've, I mean, I haven't had quite as a frustrating. I've, so my whole goal this year, uh, I mean, this season is to play with my son, right? And my son's never been to Platt, and we finally, I finally got him to Platt. It's not GM or anything, of course, guys, but it's, but for, you know, G, it's basically like GM for him getting to Platt, at least. So we were, we were able to do that after he got to literally, it's kind of like you, Jason, like he got to the gatekeeper 10 times. We literally got to the game before he gets to Platt 10 times before we finally did it. But um, but he's getting better. He's actually, you know, he I I think like individual skill. He's always been like plat and maybe, maybe even close to diamond. But he just doesn't understand team play at all. So it's been like a gradual process for him to to really start understanding that. And and uh, especially when he plays DPS, like when he plays Genji or when he plays any of those, like he instead of just going off and doing your own thing, he times it a lot better now with with the rest of the team. So um, to be fair, even at Grandmaster, people don't understand team plays. So. <laughs> Okay. It's really not okay. a big thing. Well, how how old's your son? Uh, he's ten. There you yeah. go. Nice. He's oh, and we next generation. God, he's like let's one on one, daddy. Let's one on one. He's like freaking. It's like owning me and like That's like, <laughs> like a third. Stuff like he's starting to kids. beat me at some of the, the the characters. I'm like, damn it! I think I've reached that age. I remember that age when I was a kid, where I was just like kicking my dad's ass at certain video games and stuff. It's like, uh oh, I think I'm getting close to that age now, where he's. He's definitely getting better than me at some of the characters. That's like, you know, when we were kids and then having to play your dad like 1v1 at basketball or something yeah. or yeah. soccer. Mm -hmm. But now you do it on video games. So that's pretty cool. That's right. Dude, I remember, so I used to play tennis when I, you know, like um, pretty seriously. And my dad taught me how to play tennis when I was like starting. Dude, I remember I'd be out there and I'd be playing with him and I'd be losing and I'd be like I'd just be crying, but not like you know crying to him. I'd just be crying internally to myself, and and just like tears running down my face, and me just trying my hardest. Like I I, I wonder if that'll ever happen with my son. I don't think so. I don't think he'll ever have that kind of crazy, crazy motivation to to beat me at something. Can you stream your one v one against him? I actually want to see this. You <laughs> stream that? Oh man, it's a money big, match. It's a dude. Whenever we get like three DPS guys, dude, he just owns it. me. Oh god. And then I will cast it. You do one v one against your yourself. They need to add health packs. Okay, if they had health packs, it would actually be kind of interesting. Otherwise, crutches. Be, what do you mean crutches? There's strategy involved, getting away and stuff, man. Right now, it's just like straight up who can just like be most efficient with their their shots right off the bat. So it's 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 kind of tough when when it goes DPS. I need to practice a little bit. Once I practice a little bit, I can like play him again. But he plays all the time with his cousin and and friends right now. So it's not even fair. <laughs> but anyways, it's been a fun experience just playing with my son because I, I didn't you know I'd play a little bit with him like the previous season and then he you know we would just kind of mix and match like as to when we played with each other and then there was like a big SR difference between us. So now it's like we're pretty close and. 
he's actually in a place with the MMR where he gains more than he loses every time. And I'm like in the place where I, I lose just a tiny, like a few points more than I gain, uh, than I win on each win. So it's kind of crazy. The, the Do you discrepancy. Play uh, I, I main Reinhardt, but I play support pretty well. I mean, I played the support characters pretty well too. So Reinhardt, Diva, Mercy, Zen, Lucio, those are probably my, my main five, but, um, he plays he plays actually really good mercy and then he plays dps well right now i i ask because i played with a friend of mine who was like literally two points like under me mm-hmm. or above me it doesn't even matter and i was playing anna one game and he was playing like zarya or whatever not doing i guess necessarily not too well <laughs> right and i was playing really well in anna that game and i got like 30 points and he got like 20. <laughs> really? like a two point difference of sr so okay. I think they still have that individual performance. Yeah, for, like, they, does a lot. Definitely, they definitely do. There's no question. But I think you can be in a place where, you know, like like the algorithm where they they don't think you're in the right place, so they just keep pushing you up. You know, like I think once the the algorithm thinks that you're in the right place, you'll start to get gain and lose exactly the same amount. Uh, and then you factor in that individual performance aspect. But I think he's in a spot where he's still being pushed up. So, you know, maybe he can go even higher. That'd be, that'd be kind of cool for him. Um, but so, yeah, anyways, it's been fun. It's, we're going to continue doing it. So we still, I think we're halfway through, right? The season at this point, something like that. Yeah, at least. Yeah. So maybe have like a month. I think it's supposed to end in February, right? So. Oh, the beginning of February. Okay. Yeah. So we, not too much. Oh God, I have like 20 days left. That's plenty of time, dude. Plenty of time. (laughs) Okay, well, why don't we move on? Uh, why don't we talk about some, uh, well, real quick, some just fun news. Uh, of course, the Terry Crews thing in Doomfist has been in, you know, just a, a, a very popular thread, of, a discussion thread that's been going on in the community. Everybody wanting Terry Crews to be the next Doomfist or the, the voice for Doomfist, and he's definitely down for it. But recently, we had The Rock even tweet about it, which tells me that The Rock at least knows about Overwatch, right? Which is kind of cool. Everyone does. It's a, it's a <laughs> sensation, man. It is. There's it a is. there's an interview with uh, Elon Musk. Yep, yep. Where oh. they're talking about their favorite games, and he's name dropping Overwatch, Hearthstone too. Yep. Yeah, and Hearthstone. <laughs> yeah, they I were that, that, that Terry Crews voice Doomfist, but at the same time, <clears throat> this would be a really unpopular opinion. I don't really want to know someone that's doing a voice for the game. Like, yeah. I don't want to know them mm-hmm. already. And then hear him in game as well at the same time. I mean, he would do an amazing job. Don't get me wrong. I would love it. But there's just a part of me that's just kind of like this. Uh, I don't know. At the same time, I'm just kind of like, I don't know if I really want it. I know what you mean. It's like it's like having um, Samuel Jackson in Star Wars or something like that. It's like it's a bit distracting. But like, I don't want to. I got if they even had like announcer packs, I wouldn't want to hear my own voice in like an announcer pack if they had that or something. I don't know. I'd really. I want just people I don't know that are like voice actors doing this stuff. But mm-hmm. at, again, it'd still be really cool. You know, I'm trying not to read too much into this, but the fact that first Terry Crews went to Blizzard, took that photo, yep. tweeting about it publicly. Other major celebrities are also tweeting about it. Blizzard Entertainment accounts are responding to these tweets. I mean. The one thing that makes me think that it's not going to happen is that Blizzard plans so far ahead that I assume they had already recorded their voice lines for like every character that's coming out in the next year. But at the same time, when you see major brands engage yeah. with celebrities and things like that, usually means something's going on. So, I mean, what did Doofus look like Terry Crews? What if he was like modeled after him? 
instead of the voice? Uh, it can be a good or bad thing. I, I've definitely seen instances where it's good, instances where it's bad. It's the same thing though. It's just like, is it is it too distracting? I think with Terry Crews specifically for me, I don't think it'd be too distracting because you know Terry Crews has been in in a lot of movies and he's hilarious in a lot of movies too. But I don't think he's had that like iconic figure that every time I look at him, I think of him. Uh, you know, I think of that character, that movie character, or whatever it is. So I, I think I would... of the Old Spice guy. <laughs> okay. Did you do, okay. do the Old Spice commercials like originally? I remember him, but I, I mean, it's not like ingrained in my brain that that's him. You know, that's Terry Crews. Sure. That's Terry. like typecasting Terry Crews as the Old Spice guy. But anyways, I think it's a big PR opportunity for for Overwatch. I mean, I'm at you know like the Rocks, you know, jumping in here. What if more actors jump in here and then all of a sudden? They see how cool it was for Terry Crews to do, and they want to do it. I don't know. It's kind of kind of fun, kind of cool. Um, uh, I like I like a teammate's comment in chat. Make Doomfist white, but voiced by Derek, uh, Terry <laughs> Crews. It just I don't think that would work. Good. Why, why not? Why wouldn't that work? Because everyone knows who Terry Crews is. It just it'd be like having Kevin Spacey's voice on some like random dude's body. <laughs> like when he's in Call of Duty, it just doesn't work. You know his voice. You you they have to look similar. Oh my god! No, that would be pretty funny. I mean, knowing who it is, yeah, beforehand, that would be tough. You could pull it off if you didn't know it was Terry Crews, though. I'm sure. Okay, enough fun talk. Let's talk about balance. Let's talk about the PTR changes that uh, you know been big topic this week, obviously, because a lot of the. Uh, balance changes we've been, you know, trying to guess at or hearing uh, potentially happening are actually in the PTR now. And let me, actually, let me bring it up so we can take a look at it and go through <laughs> point bullet point by bullet point here. Okay, let me go up here. All right. So first off, you guys get a chance to hop on the PTR and play any of these. Too much ranked. <laughs> too much ranked. Okay. I feel like we're both too addicted to ranked to play PTR. Sorry, chat. I I hopped on a little. I, How about you, Jason? Oh, yeah. you did. No, I haven't played any, but I've I've heard things from teams about the PTR who have been scrimming yes. on it constantly. Yep. Oh, at least they've been scrimming. That's good. Yeah, I've, I've heard some from some of the players too. And um, unfortunately, we weren't able to get one on here. It would have been great to have one to talk about it. But lots of scrims happening right now and scheduling, so it was it was tough. But my experience, I unfortunately, it's like, you know how it is in the PTR. I, I don't think we get good games on the PTR right now, and that's that's a challenge. But uh, we should absolutely have the PTR, so I'm not complaining about the PTR at all. But it, it's something that, that's hard to to uh, control, so it's hard for me to tell. Like, Diva seemed fine to me whenever I was playing her. Like, she didn't seem that much different, but I probably didn't have, like, a great DPS character shooting at me the entire time either. So um, that was that was tough. And I tried Anna too. I think Anna, it was noticeable. It was definitely noticeable just the amount of heal that she was able to do with the, the grenade. Um, but overall, you know, obviously the players are going to have a better um, understanding of it. Over, So why don't we go through each one and then we can like maybe comment about what maybe some of the players are saying. Uh, all right, first thing is the emote wheel. So this is more of a, you know, a side thing. Uh, so now we can actually load in four emotes, four sprays, and four voice lines. That's cool. You guys ever use them? Look at Ben. I don't I mean, even know why yeah. I even bother asking Ben. <laughs> Spam that shit constantly. <laughs> um, although, I don't know. Like, what other game allows you to have multiple sprays at once? I don't know. It's kind of weird. But whatever. I'll take it. You can uh, yeah. react to different situations in different ways. We can see more videos on our Overwatch <laughs> with, with different uh, play of the game sprays no, and whatnot. No, no, no. It'll be like, 
I randomly asked if Junkrat had the spray. It'll be that again. Oh, oh god! Right, yeah, right. it'll be that. But it's like I have four. Reddit and so our Overwatch's favorite post. That's true. That's true. I like the, the I like the ones recently of um someone like hero dies, and like seeing some of the ones where it's like May Effing dies is hilarious. <laughs> yeah, everyone yeah. gets gets some like uh good feeling from that just to see May get headshotted and just taken off the map. <laughs> god, the May hate is 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 high right now <laughs> at least right here uh but i like how they did the the ui for it too i i, I think they did a pretty good job with it um it, it'll be interesting to see if they increase that like even from four but four seems about the max it would be it'd be hard to actually figure out a real good ui to have like 10 of these things uh but thank goodness because it, it sucks to have like all these emotes and, and sprays and voice lines and not be able to use them all you have to pick one at a time or have them random this is definitely a better solution. Um, okay, uh, let's see. Next thing. Yeah, let's just go into the hero balances. This is like what everybody wants to hear about anyways. Um, okay, starting off with Ana. So Bionic Grenade healing boost on allies have been decreased by 50%. And developer comments, the healing boost from Ana's Bionic Grenade was providing too much healing, especially when used on targets with large heal pools. Okay, what do you guys think? Thank God that they're finally addressing Ana. Uh, the community has been asking for this for a really long time, and most people will credit Ana as being the primary factor that has led to this tank meta. So they're addressing her. Uh, I personally found it very strange, though, that they decided to nerf the boosted healing and leave the anti-heal untouched. Um, from my perspective, and talking to a couple of pros as well, the anti-heal is arguably more significant than the healing boost. Uh, you could argue it's actually much more significant in a way, uh, mm -hmm. in the way that it impacts fights. So in my mind, I, I would have loved to see them both nerf the healing boost as well as make it so instead of making you so you can't heal at all, maybe it reduces healing by 50%. Um, I think that a lot of people were kind of expecting something along those lines, myself included. Uh, but at the same time, at least they're doing something. So you can't, I, I can't complain about this one. Uh, I just thought it was a little bit odd that they didn't touch the anti-heal in this particular situation. It's really kind of annoying to, to play against a good Ana because you... It's kind of like, I guess, as a Graviton Surge, I would kind of almost classify it. Because if you don't block the Bionic Grenade coming in with like a shield or a D.Va eats it, or you don't have a Zarya in your team, you're going to lose a couple of people most likely in the fight. Like, ideally, if it's evenly matched teams. <clears throat> it's just really kind of troublesome, like as a Reinhardt player, to have to worry about hooks, to have to worry about your shield um, health, to have to worry about Bionic Grenade coming in, like having to worry about so many different things, and then... Oh, one bar grenade slips through and your, your team wipes just because of that. It's I don't figure it's it's really overpowered. Uh I would I wouldn't mind seeing like a reduction in that, actually. Mm -hmm. It would be a good little change. Like Roadhogs won't instantly be dead then because then you just speed into them and you just kill them because he can't heal. Yeah. Um, but the healing reduction, I actually really like that because it, it punishes like I've been saying that the three tank meta is kind of a, a comp you'll play that has it's easy to play because you can make mistakes and you won't be punished for them as heavily because you have the Ana to heal you right back up if you get out of position or something. But that's going to help quite a bit with people. I mean, you can still play the comp the comp correctly, and I've heard from uh, AKM that there's still people playing the comp constantly. It's just a little bit harder to do now, but if you make mistakes, you can get punished for them. There's at least an opportunity to get punished for them a little bit better. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, I, I think I'd agree with that too. Just generally that they it would have been nice to see a little bit done to the um, the anti heel too to your opponents. I think the anti heel is necessary though. Like I would have hated if they ever removed that because that that is something that's very very necessary to to honest toolkit. Um, the one thing I'd say is that I still feel like she's still very hard to kill. Um, it might not be so bad in the higher levels just because, you know, everybody's just so skilled headshotting and everything, but in the, the mid tier and even the lower ranks, like Anna's, Anna's supposed to be flankable, you know, like if she misses her sleep dart, she should be able to be killed easily. And I still think that she's extremely hard to kill. I, in fact, I've played in games where literally a diva is just chasing her the entire time and not like, and she's still not going down. Cause she's just like, is able to go around corners and then bio grenade and go around corners and the bio grenade and, and just like eventually get you know get get away that way so I, I wish there was still something to be done about that because she should be as killable as zen in my opinion i don't know what do you guys think it's weird how you play like the fact that she can heal from across the entire right. map which no healer can yeah do, but your kit is tooled around playing close is kind of weird for me if i it, it kind of seems well, like they went different directions with her because your bought grenade hitting it from long range is going to be too difficult to do from close range and the hand of sleep dart, since it, it travels, is even more impossible. But she's the only healer who can heal from across the entire map and not actually be pressured. It just feels really awkward to me to have that happen. Like, her kit doesn't match what she can do or supposed to be able to do. Well, I, I wouldn't say that. i just say it's very diverse in the fact that she can heal from far away and she can heal from close range, too, where she has a lot of power close range, too. That's what makes her so powerful, right? I mean, if if you look at Overwatch, they've basically thrown all the conventions about a, what a support should be and what a tank should be just out the window. I mean, our tanks are DPS, our supports are, are, are can 1v1 a DPS flanking them. Like, Overwatch has no convention uh, or, like, doesn't follow the convention, I guess. Yeah. Uh, and that's not necessarily a bad thing. Um, I, I, I don't, I will say about this nerf in particular, I don't think this impacts her must picks uh status really yeah i, I don't think, think she's so still i think she's still almost like almost a must pick like obviously we'll probably see some teams experiment but i think this nerf is actually quite subtle she can still sleep alting targets she can still <laughs> anti-heal everybody in a graviton surge completely negating support ultimates she can still 1v1 a genji uh trying to go you know go in the back line like she's still amazing in in every way she has so many tools. Yeah, so. they definitely just slid the you know the the lever a little bit for her. Um, but I think generally from the meta standpoint, you know, we're going to see some other changes here that we're about to talk about that's going to affect you know the the tank meta because they're changing some of the tanks too, right? So I do like the fact that they're easing it a bit instead of yeah making yeah. a giant change, just completely radically changing her and like to the point where she's just out of the meta. That that's not necessarily the best way to do it. I think there's still a lot of room for, for Zen in this then. Um, if you can't burst heal someone as quickly anymore, a Discord Orb, like you can out heal, you can out damage the healing then pretty easily with that. I've actually seen a lot of Zen lately, at least in my games. Mm -hmm. it, I mean, obviously not pro games, but then again, like I think there might be a little bit of a niche for him where on attack, uh, attack no, on defense, you can play Zen a little bit easier. Or attack or defense? Attack, you can play uh, him a little bit easier, but defense, you kind of need to play the Lucio because you have to be able to move quickly to like disengage. Yeah, that's true. 
It'd be nice to see Zen. I just feel like Ana counters Zen. So, you know, before it was like a Zen meta. We saw Zen everywhere, right? Just because Transcendence is so strong and obviously Discord. But, um, uh, yes, but with Ana, you know, I feel like, yeah, Zen has countered some. Okay, uh, well, why don't we move on to Diva now? So Diva's health has been increased from 200 to 400, but her armor has been decreased from 400 to 200. So to a lot of folks are just like, ah, oh, she still has 600 hit points. Like, it doesn't matter. But armor decrease matters a lot, guys, given that it, you know, it absorbs damage from uh, you know, a lot of the DPS characters, uh, or it reduces the amount of damage done by DPS characters. Fusion Cannon, her, so her gun actually has been decreased. Her bullet damage decreased from 3 to 2. Number of bullets per shot has been increased, though, from 8 to 11. So pretty close to the same uh, in, in regards to DPS, if you're close, I would say. You guys think that's much of a difference, like the the gun aspect? I don't know. Has it, I, I feel like by by now someone must have done an analysis, like report on this, right? Uh, probably. Like I just haven't seen one. Damage yeah. per second is. I haven't seen it on the subreddits or anything yet. Uh, I mean, you can just do math, but obviously, like it's in practice, I wonder less. how it's a little different. Yeah, I mean, yeah. right now, right, three times eight, two times eleven. Right? It's definitely less by two. I guess each shot, but. I don't uh, know. Remember, a soldier got buffed by two damage per each bullet as well. But he shot. It changed two everything. Yeah. So. Yeah. True. I don't know. I, I I talked to Himsy before, and I he gave me an actual answer about the diva change in his opinion. That kind of is well, obviously it's Himsy, so you're gonna take it to heart. Um, he said that diva changes made hit skin heroes a lot stronger now. That it doesn't take too much to destroy the mech. She's not completely useless, but definitely a, a lot weaker now, and probably won't see her as much anymore. So that's what his thoughts were on it. Yeah, I mean, if you th think about what does this affect most, it's characters that shoot lots of bullets at low damage. So that's going to include Reaper. That's going to include Tracer. To an extent, it includes 76 as well. Uh, it, particularly, the thing I'm most excited about in this change is that I feel like it's going to instantly make Reaper a much more viable pick mm -hmm. yep. uh, in so many situations. If the other team has a D.Va, like right currently, it just feels like Reaper just gets wrecked by diva and she's still i feel like she's still gonna win that fight significantly just with the matrix mm -hmm. but every reaper shot is gonna do much more uh you know with less armor uh same with tracer tracer is gonna be able to actually whittle down uh diva much much faster i mean if you play a lot of tracer you know that when you're shooting a diva with armor it just feels like you're barely damaging her especially with an ana healing her hey um <laughs> So yeah, uh, I think this is a great change, much needed change. Um, the the decrease of her DPS, I wasn't expecting. I thought they were just going to adjust her her health. Really, um, that that one surprised me a little bit, and I don't know. I, I it's hard to know how significant that's going to be. I don't know. If it is significant, then she's not going to. She's no longer going to be able to run into seventy yeah, sixes. Right. She's no longer going to be able to dive onto Anna's like she used to and get those kills. Uh, well, there's yeah. problems that extend even past that, like the the Anna uh, being able to heal a diva trying to go up against the soldier. Like, obviously, you can't burst heal a diva as, as quickly anymore. So if you do hit by a grenade, it's still going to be a little bit slower. So she could be focused down, uh, not by the soldier, obviously. But <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's gonna it's gonna be nice to see. I hate seeing diva so much, to be honest. Like her whole kit is just toxic. Like the defense matrix, you can block old. It's like it's like kind of similar to Anna. You have a defense matrix which blocks ultimates, which she can do with a sleep dart. She's like practically unkillable, which Anna is practically unkillable with a grenade on herself. Um, 
it would be a nice change, but I'm curious to see is that mean we're just gonna have a lot more Zarya play now instead and still keep the three tanks. It's, yeah, it's just gonna be it could potentially be Maybe. even slower because of that. Um again, it's a, a very slight change. Same thing as Anna. So they're they're really just moving the lever just a little bit. Uh, trying to inch, you know, inch their way to see if there are going to be any kind of innovations or, or people coming up with some some different ways to handle the tanks. Uh, but moving on to the next tank, which is Roadhog, and this has been the the you know the Hook 2.0 discussion that the the whole community has been talking about. And uh, the big thing is the chain hook. So targets are now pulled directly in front of Roadhog rather than straight to him except in cases where Roadhog drastically rotates. And it's like, it's hard to explain all these things without you actually seeing some videos. So I'll bring up a little clip of, of um, just examples of what, how it's different. Hooked uh, targets are now released that they leave Roadhog's line of sight before being pulled. And then line of sight checks, which uh, detective targets should be initially hit by the hook, are now done from Roadhog's position rather than the hook's position. Okay, so what does this all mean? Like, if we translate this to the, the listeners and the, the viewers... What does this mean to you guys in, pract- in practice? Well, uh, Jason, I, I know you've talked to some of the pros uh, as of I. Uh, I do, I think one thing's important to us, well, not important, we're, we're going to see how this plays out ultimately. We, we won't know until we actually see it on live. But from what I've heard, Hog is not dead. The rumors of his demise are greatly exaggerated. He's going to be an okay character in a lot of situations. Very, very important. He can still take down shields. He can still get instant kills. The The change here is ultimately that it, it, it's basically trying to approach everybody on Reddit and everybody uh, who com- has always complained about, oh, I got hooked and then I went around a corner, but he still hooked me. Right. And it feels like BS. I feel like this is more directed towards making them f- like making that experience less annoying as a Tracer or Genji or Pharah or whatever. If you think you made it around a corner, but you actually got hooked right before, but then you moved across the corner, lag compensation, this, that, it's basically making it so the hook breaks at that point, uh, which ultimately is going to be like, what, 5% of hooks? Maybe, maybe, mm, maybe I think 15. a larger percent of that. You think it's just know, 5%, really? Well, the, the, the cases where it would break because you're moving out of line of sight, I do think it's very very low okay the cases however where you can see half of their body that's more significant yes yes if you can't if you can only see like uh half their body or about uh two-thirds of their body uh or sorry if you can only see about a third of their body you can no longer hook them um which means for one for like the dps players they're gonna be like yes oh my god life is so much better everything's so much easier i don't have to be petrified as soon as a hog gets near me but for the spectators and the hog players, how many like epic Himsey moments can you remember where he's hitting these ridiculous hooks just over the top of the building on Hollywood? Those were exciting as hell. Those were those were very well predicted shots. Those were skill based like game knowledge shots that were no longer are no longer going to be possible. Jason, it's gonna be a bitch to cast that by the way with the hook breaking. Oh, he hits the oh, never mind, doesn't hit the hook. Um. Himsey brought something up actually in particular about about Roadhog that is really interesting. I never thought about until he mentioned it. He says you can no longer punish heroes from high ground or peeking corners without a shield. And that's pretty damn big. Like if you're a soldier playing high ground, 
the chance of you ever being hooked drop significantly because you're not going to have clean line of sight on them most of the time. So you're able to break the hook and maintain the high ground position. So now what does that mean? You have to play like a D.Va or Winston to get on the high ground to dislodge them. You can't really depend on the Roadhog that much anymore. Um, but he's, he said to me that um, Hog will stay. He's still very viable because there's raw power against shields and capable to one-shot heroes. Um, but he finds it sad that his Sintra skill has become so basic and boring. Um, that's pretty much like the TLDR of what, of what he said. Um, and also, are we forgetting about the fact that you can one-shot May? You can one-shot Zarya now, apparently, with Roadhog. That's insane. Um, you can one-shot Reaper. <laughs> like, yeah. How do you so one-shot Zarya? It may one-shot even more heroes, but it's just a little bit harder to hit some of the sneaky hooks. How can you one-shot Zarya? 400 HP. Like, Does his gun do 400 HP? Really? That's what I was apparently. told. I was wow. told that you can one-shot Zarya's now on PTR with a Wow, oh. <laughs> that's that's huge, actually. The Zarya's just like just jumping out there in front and, and doing their thing. I get hooked to Zarya be... all the time. I know, but I you just run away. All the exactly, time. you just like it gets popped and then you just bubble and run away, right? Well, I so, even asked, like, you mean with Discord or I think it was AKM, and he's like, no, you can just one shot Zarya's now. That's crazy. Okay, I don't even know what, what changed. Totally not. I know. I might have to make ch- him be able to one, one shot him. Well, I mean, you you do pull straight, I don't know, directly in front of you, but I don't think they don't even care about that, right? They're not even talking about that. I mean, it's easier to hit her, I guess, if you're moving and stuff, but um, that that shouldn't have changed much. So no damage was added. Yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> I might have to try that whenever after the show here. Maybe it pulls them closer now so each bullet can hit the head. Maybe. Or maybe. more bullets can hit the head. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. We'll have to see about that. So overall, what do you guys think? Good or bad? From a standpoint of casting, from a standpoint of spectator playing, overall, good or bad? I'm highly conflicted about these Roadhog changes. Um, I, I mean, I, on a personal level, I don't love the hook mechanic. I think it's I think Roadhog was too important and too influential compared to like every other character in the game. Um, so I did want to see the hook mechanic adjusted in some kind of way. Uh, but I have to agree with what I've heard Harblue say on his stream, what Himzy told Jason uh, uh, in private logs, uh, that it's basically lowering the skill ceiling. Like yeah. You're no longer going to be able to hit, hit these ridiculous predictive hooks where someone's head just barely pops over a high ground and you you know he's up there, you hear the visual cue, you have the game sense, you throw the hook, and it's this massive play. That was incredibly exciting to watch and cast, and uh, it's frustrating as the DPS player. Uh, but at the same time, I'm never going to be a big fan of any changes that lower the potential skill ceiling, and I do think that's what's what's happened here. I'm yeah. glad to see them addressing it, though. At least uh, I'm just. I, I don't even know how you fix it. Like maybe well, maybe you just I, make it so Roadhog does less damage, so he can't one shot people. But I, I don't know. I don't know. What do you I think, think that actually, I think that's the right solution because um, I think the pools are some of the most exciting things that we've seen. And of course, the finish has something to do with it too because it does swing swing uh, the the fights into you know obviously into their advantage or their team's advantage. But gosh, the Taimu plays, the Harbu plays, you know, the Hemsey plays. Those are some of the moments I just re- I just can recall right now, like in my brain, seeing all those, and they were super hype, 
you know, see, he listened to you guys cast it and just really being hyped up about, about, it, about it too. Th- these are some memorable things for all the spectators. So I hate the fact that they take that away. Um, so the pulling, the one-shot kill is really the big thing that people hate. Like, that's one of the things people complain about too. So maybe you don't. Like, maybe you don't one-shot everybody, but you at least pull them in because there's a strategic aspect about pulling somebody out of position on high ground into your team, you know, and just having them just demolish them too with you. Instead of just having Roadhog do his own thing from high ground or wherever it is, what do you think, Jason? It just—it doesn't. I think a big problem that a lot of people had, or a lot of pros had with the meta, is just it's kind of. It, you you can lose a fight, you can lose a map off of just a hook, just like random hook mm-hmm. hitting, and I think that's such a, a bullshit way to have the meta be in where. All right, who's going to hit that hook first? Basically, wins the game. Like, yeah, it obviously takes skill to hit the hooks and to, to counterplay it, but it, it's just as shitty as like the fan of the hammer thing with McCree, where you could fan of the hammer, flashbang, roll fan of the hammer, then boom, a tank's dead. There's just not a lot of counter to, counterplay to it in a logistic or like a a realistic way, I think. And I think it's just really frustrating to be playing the game and have these. I mean, at the same time, like it's frustrating to play these games have these hooks hit you around corners, but excitement wise it takes away from it completely and like now it just comes down to it's even more important now to to manage the hook cooldown if you're um the team defending like the attack and making sure to block it every time or dodge it and obviously you can dodge a little bit easier but if you're in positions like high ground or not instead sorry open areas it's just whoever hits a hook first wins the fight it's just not fun like maybe we'll see that let happen less because zars will be played and zars can help prevent someone from dying a little bit better but I don't know. It's just not fun to play, and it's not really necessarily fun to watch of just who's going to hit that hook. All right, they won the fight. Cool, because they hit the hook. Where's the analysis in that? Like, where's the skill in that necessarily, you know? I mean, the the meta, uh, the way people have adapted to Hog is that you just stay away. I mean, and and that's, like, not necessarily a, like, that that at, at least adds an interesting level of metagame to hog is basically like he's he zones you out against a really good team you just stay out of range if the hog gets in range and you're 76 you just run to another high ground like that's how you play around the hook in the current meta which isn't necessarily terrible but yeah i mean god i i just i think it could have been changed in several different ways actually we have a yumgi in chat who's bringing up the very legitimate fact that the hook is on a six-second cooldown, the shortest cooldown for yeah, any ability that, in the game. That's a good point. That's a good point. That is literally the shortest. Like, no other... Like, every... Like, the shortest any other character has is six seconds. So, they could have adjusted it to 10, 12-plus seconds. They could have adjusted Roadhog's damage so he doesn't get one-shot kills on every DPS in the game. There's a lot of ways that you could have adjusted this that I think would have maintained, like, the exciting nature of hooks. Um, and... So much of the game is built around team play, right? It's almost a little bit surprising that Blizzard didn't design the hook in a way that you would need to use team play to finish that kill. Another thing you could do is maybe the the hook duration, the actual duration of you hooking somebody and you pulling to them takes a little bit longer. Or maybe like right when you hook, there's like an extra second where there's like a pause and then it pulls you. So maybe you could Maywall and block it. And I mean... The counter ability is is definitely hard. There's nothing there to really counter, like pre unless it's preemptive. So maybe it's something that you could actually block it with a maywall. And that'd be pretty epic, right? Being able to counter it in in a mid process, something you know you could think about too that would involve some kind of skill cap. 
And like a big problem is that I look at other games like League of Legends or Dota, mm-hmm. where you have like Pudge or Blitzcrank, Blitzcrank yeah, or Thresh. Right. The, the, the difference, though, in those games is the fact that the person you're pulling in has the mobility to get away and doesn't instantly die. But eh, I don't know. Like if you even if you can't instantly kill him as a Roadhog, it makes him a little bit weaker to, to like stop a trace. Well, I'm assuming he has to be able to one shot a trace in a Genji, so that shouldn't really count. But like it makes it so if you're trying to like one v one someone, you're not able to one v one them as easily. And with the current spread of his left click and like the range gap of his right click, you can't really kill someone that easily when they can move around you. Uh, uh, even like pro players can struggle when there's like a baby diva just jiggling in front of you or moving like around your <laughs> entire body. Right. But if she's with your if you're with your team, then you're gonna pick up that kill. I like. I don't know. It's such just a weird place. There's no, there's nothing that like one shots like that. There's no ability that just kind of one shots. But again, like, we're yeah, talking. Eye, but that's different. Yeah, and, but it's, yeah, but, widow headshot. But so it sounds like you have an issue with. I mean, the one shot which we talked about, and, and obviously lowering the damage is fine for that. But I don't think you just like the hook mechanic. Period. Right. I mean, not. I'm not. I would rather see like a methodical fight of teams than oh we hit a hook and we killed them and won the fight. Um. And like even with these recent changes to him, it makes him a lot harder to kill a tracer or a Genji. Like how how are you going to kill a tracer or Genji now as Roadhog? So true. you have to have like a McCree then to deal with those, right? Or maybe a soldier who can kind of handle that. It's just I don't like the ability of having to be able to one shot a mechanic, but also displacing someone at the same time. Like that's why I hate Maywall because you displace the team, you you pretty much separate them and force a fight. Which you could argue you can play around it, but then again you can argue play around a Roadhog hook as it at its current state as well. Well, you can, but the Roadhog hook is very, the range is very long. Uh, yeah, I think it's that's ridiculous. Yeah, long. So that's something else they could have done instead. It's just to lower that distance. So the, you know, just how, how far you can stay away isn't, you know, isn't super far away, or but you have to be behind a Reinhardt shield or anything like that. I just don't like the, the idea of if you have a really good run, or a Roadhog player on the other team, then you get zoned. Like zoning from someone not actually doing something is kind of just existing. Zoning weird. From existing. Yeah. yeah, just existing as a roadhog <laughs> shouldn't mean you can't play a position, but you necessarily shouldn't have to play like a Reinhardt to protect that position at the same time. It's just yeah. it just feels to be in such a weird place. Well, now it seems like you'll you'll be able to play within Roadhog's range as long as you're right next to a ledge or something that you can <laughs> That's duck right. behind. I mean, or a light pole. Haven't, you just go left uh, and yeah, right I mean, a light or pole. Or a light pole, even. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. I mean, like, at, at the same point, there's there's truth to that. Like, if there's a May on the enemy team, well, you don't run into a choke, right? So if there's a Roadhog on the team, then you don't play without, like, a corner. So, I mean, there's, there's truth to that, and that actually doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, uh, why don't we move on to Sombra here. So her hack, the time it takes to hack a target has been decreased from 1 second to 0.8 seconds. Uh, see, developer Sombra often had difficulty hacking enemies even when she surprised the target. This change should help her execute hacks more easily. Okay, uh, I haven't played much Sombra, so yeah, I mean, I don't know if that, that helps that much, but, uh, you know, maybe it does. <laughs> uh, but, uh, you know... We're still not going to hack a right I know, we're still not going to... Exactly. It's... I feel like with Sombra... I mean, that's it's a just, 20% reduction. That's pretty significant. I kind of wish the Sombra... With Sombra, they would make her... Um, I wish they would make her stealth instant instead of just gradually doing it. 
because the times I played against Sombra, I, I like I recognize as she's stealthing, I just like immediately just pop her with a bullet, you know, like a diva or something, just freaking spray a bullet over there, and then she stays on stealth. So uh, I feel like that could be a nice change to Sombra if if uh, she did, or if they were thinking about other changes too. But I don't know. I still think Sombra eventually will make it into the meta. It's just a. I, it's I mean, just complexity this... plays her all the time. Yeah, exactly. And it works when they do, they do. It does. I actually think. Uh, I think Sombra's going to be used by top teams in competitive matches and really in really exciting and cool ways. Um, I, I think that would happen even without this change. Um, complexity has proven it. Mm-hmm. I'd say. Um, but yeah, all for this change simply because I think she's slightly underpowered and her ultimate is basically like what you. You use her for you use her mm-hmm. to try to get a big EMP and wipe the other team. So the fact that she has some other tools before she gets her ultimate or aside from her ultimate, I think uh, is only good. I think the way she's played right now is just kind of odd because you can't run her and Anna together. Like the whole idea, like I said, do you somber for an ultimate, right? <clears throat> and when you do that, you need to hack a mega health pack, and people that take damage to your team need to go pick it up as soon as they can because it's on such yeah. a quick cooldown to build your ult quickly. So you run like a Lucio and a Zenyatta together to push in. And with the Ana changes recently now, like, well, I mean, you didn't run Ana anyway, so it didn't really matter too much. But it's just kind of weird to have, again, it's it's such like a weird gimmick for her to actually be effective is that you have to let your team take damage to build your own percent, then you engage in a fight. I I don't know. Do you guys find that weird at all? Like, it's... It seems oh, like can, a gimmick. I mean, she can build her ult. But, no, she doesn't way. have to just be health pack build. I mean, that's the fastest to, way. Though. That's the fastest but, way. Don't get yeah, sure. But I mean, if you if you open it up to her building all just by you know even doing some damage, her machine gun's actually pretty pretty strong. I mean, it's not super strong, but it's pretty. It's it's definitely not weak by any means, and she can still do some damage and then get out of there with her teleporter. So for um, me, it's. Her ultimate is so much more impactful than her regular damage. Why yeah. would you not try to get her ultimate off cooldown as soon as possible? Because it would or, like, affect the rest of again. your comp. Like that—that's like you were just talking. That—that's. There's not one. I mean, all I'm saying is, there's not one composition. You know, like you can't—you can't think of just like purely one composition. And just because she doesn't fit, then that it doesn't work, right? You do have to build around her some, and, and then you might have to compromise how she's played too to to make it to make that ultimate. Because the ultimate is the huge payoff. It's. I don't know. How would you rank her ultimate right now? Pretty damn high. Yeah, right? So even oh. if it's like slightly later, it's still worth it. Yeah, it's definitely at the top. Yeah. <laughs> at the top? No question for you? Okay. Uh, top three, yeah. Easy. Yeah, top three, I would say. But all right. I'm well, trying anyways. to think about like if there's windows you have to hit with her. Like, is there timings you need to hit? Um. But since since she stops you from able to use abilities, it doesn't really matter too much, I guess. I don't know. I would like to have seen the hack toned down even further to like 0.5 seconds, but make it not last as long. Because that way, you like, there's high risk, high reward. Yeah. It was high risk, high reward. You jump in behind a Reinhardt and you have half a second to hack him. If you pull off that hack, it doesn't matter if you die, your Reinhardt can earth shatter. Like, that's huge. But it rewards like people who want to be really aggressive and try to make something like that happen. Okay, but that's kind of. If it was half a second, I think that would be too easy to pull off with such a huge reward too. So that's that's a little bit bit too again, it's like a suicide bomber, but it's like you're gonna pull it off every time you do it. Maybe instead if they change the time, they just made it so you can hack instantly from stealth. Like once you start hacking, you pop out of stealth because now you have to come out of stealth and then hack. 
like it doesn't actually start right away yeah um i guess but if we're talking about the reinhard shield i feel like the reinhard shield so it's so central to a lot of these engagements right now you know just whose reinhard shield goes down when who gets the earth shatter at the you know right time that that determines a lot of fights right now or who ends up winning engagements and i feel like sombra would be such an easy solution to that you do give up other stuff whatever you know character you're you're trading for that but it just totally negates that aspect of the game and that that would would suck in my opinion if it was just so easy to do that what about the the counterplay aspect ben i i i feel like there's no real counterplay aspect to our ultimate like with a graviton surge mm -hmm. it can win you a fight but you can at least block it with a with something right and you have to also have like a sound barrier you can have a transcendence but with the hack you, like there's no prevention yeah, the, other than spreading out there's absolutely no way to stop sombra from throwing her teleporter over your whole team and doing that um but yeah there you go you got to spread out you do that is questions. that viable enough though <laughs> like, uh, it's really big radius it's, like a <laughs> it's huge radius. man so yeah, i mean that's like sombra's value so she's a suicide kind of screwed. She's a suicide alter is basically what she is. Nah, not suicide necessarily, but well, do you feel like there should be counterplay beyond just spreading out, which isn't necessarily super viable to do? Mm. I mean, it, in theory, I think it would be good. Yes, if there's counterplay to like every every action, there's some way to counter it. I guess, but. Did, there'd be We've no already mentioned the show. There's a lot of stuff in Overwatch that there's really no counterpoint. <laughs> That's true. That's period. True. Like it's just how the game is designed. Yeah. Unless they like unless in, until they release like 50 heroes with and like tons of support characters that have like ability blocking abilities and I I don't know maybe maybe down the road you, we'll you, you counter a sombra with a sombra <laughs> you hack her before she acts I don't know it, it, it is well, a there's... tough situation. Someone in chat, uh, I can't even say his name, SXN, um, talked about Mercy. Mercy is just not bad. Like, how do you counterplay a Mercy res if you position yourself? If you have res, you just wait. You just literally hide until you need to use it. And the chance of the Sombra find you isn't necessarily super high. And then you get the res, and then you have your ultimates because you couldn't use them in the fight. It's actually not a bad idea. Mm, okay. Yeah, yeah, that's not bad. Okay, well, let's move on. UI updates. Uh, anything here that stands out to you? I mean, there was a kill feed update here. Um, hero. It's good ability. for casters. Yeah, We're ultimate ability. <laughs> yeah, why don't we talk about that? Hero ability icons are now displayed. Ultimate abilities now indicated with orange arrow. That's kind of cool. Headshot eliminations are now indicated with red, red icon. So, of course, while you're casting, you can you know point out some of those things, especially if they're not on screen. And I don't know how, how does that help you. I mean, a lot of the time you're not seeing everything that's happening. Uh, so understanding that it was not just, uh, yeah, uh, just understanding how people died is uh, is useful. Um, it's I hesitate to say it because this is like the antithesis of you, of what you want out of a good caster. But a lot of the time you got to look at the kill feed to know what's going on. So it's it's like a derogatory term, at least uh, been used, been thrown around between us casters. But kill feed caster. Like is, mm -hmm. is something that you unfortunately need to do at times. Sometimes you're too focused. You're looking at one thing. You're not, you're not watching the camera, right? Whatever the spectators miss it, blah, blah, blah. It's just more information. There's, there's no way this is a bad thing. It's only good. Also, it'd be nice to be able to like determine what was an old kill versus like what was an individual mm -hmm. kill. Like for instance, if yeah. there's like a self-destruct or something, 
you could see which ones were killed from self-destruct and like which ones from baby diva maybe or something i don't know but the yeah. headshot elimination that's gonna be nice like thinking back to the timing moment where he picked up like four quick kills in dorado <laughs> for the world cup to just see how many kills he got with headshots if you just see a mccree lighting up with like red 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 you're like holy crap he just like wouldn't be forward and hit all headshots basically yeah but yeah like it helps it helps a hundred percent to like know just have more information like anything they do to give casters more information right now doesn't matter what it is it helps mm-hmm. like to make the game better okay well um i guess that's wraps up our uh balance talk uh quite a bit to talk about there so really excited to get a chance to see more games being played get, get again get some more um input from the players and um it's not it's not going to be until it's actually released into production that i think we'll get a very clear sense of everything uh but well, let's move on to wait, wait, one more one more okay sorry one the competitive okay. play change they fixed a bug preventing players from uh, getting xp when playing off-season games that's nice oh okay yeah that's that's definitely good I didn't even realize was, that. You weren't getting Yeah, like why, Yeah, you didn't get XP when you played comp when it was off-season. I didn't know you could even play comp off-season. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was just playing, I guess, quick play during that time. Um, play during that time. Um, that's cool. That's definitely great. All right, let's move on to esports news. Uh, lots, lots to talk about. And um, why don't we start off with some team news, which... Reunited, a very well-known team that we've been following for quite some time now, and one of the teams that actually played in the first season of Apex, um, is ceasing operations. Which, that's I mean, that's kind of crazy. We we've obviously seen it happen once already in the last few months to another big organization, but this is the second one here. And um, you know, they were really good about, here's the official announcement. Actually, let me show this. But they were really good about answering questions at an AMA, lots of interviews with the players and um, the owner. Um, yeah, so let's talk about Reunited. I mean, mo- it had a lot to do with money. It's basically money not being able to hold out until um, Blizzard figures out the Overwatch League and how that's going to work with bidding for cities and everything. But thoughts on Reunited? I mean, Jason, I think you've casted a lot of Reunited games over, over the last year. Yeah, it's it's sad to see, to be honest, because it was nice to have like these original um, organizations like come up in Overwatch, and they even had like a set of Rocket League team and stuff. Um, it's kind of expected though. At the same time, when you have to have like orgs bid for cities, and there's no way that they have that kind of money, and I don't think they even really picked up that many sponsors, and that all paired with no EU tournaments, God. like with MLG, that was Killing. NA only. And then now you have NGE, which is NA only. And then you have Apex, you're not invited to Apex. And what do you have? It's just kind of, not yeah. Much. And you don't have a chance to like prove yourself to sponsors either to build up that money. It sucks. But at the same time, <clears throat> like the team could have actually joined an org way back in the day when they were still well, they, fanatic. They, were, they yeah. left fanatic. They left, yeah. Right? yeah. And then they could have joined another org. Like they had tons of offers, even when they were reunited, they didn't take them. So it kind of sucks for them. But it sucks do? because uh, the the philosophy behind reunited was pretty cool in that it was meant to be a player owned organization, mm-hmm. uh, which in theory sounds like a really great thing. Uh, Everyone was rooting for them. They're uh, born and bred off of Overwatch. So uh, they were kind of the, the hometown heroes. And Jason, I mean, I remember way back in the in the closed beta, they were the number one team in Europe for a while. Um, arguably, they were the number one team potentially 
We, I mean, there was a period, okay? This, this is how big the period yeah, was. Because Mel yeah. wrecked them every time in the closed beta. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah. anyway, it sucks to see. Uh, but, I mean, it, it makes sense. Like, what, did Re- what options did Reunited have? Every other team, and we'll get to this in a little bit, mm-hmm. but every other team has a flood of venture capital money, made uh, rich billionaire money, and sports investors and sports team owners money like musicians are investing <laughs> like every major esport team now is bankrolled by billion dollar hedge funds or sports owners or something along those lines so what options did reunited have i thought their end game was probably someone will buy them eventually yeah and i'm so surpri- i'm almost surprised that didn't happen uh you know they it's a cool brand like they had good media uh all that stuff. Uh, but yeah, I mean, what are their options? Either, you know, somehow get some like seed funding. You you can't even get just like a small amount of money anymore. Like you're competing against billion dollar investors. So, well, you know, ultimately you're competing. Sad, I mean, I think they could have may- maybe gotten that, but again, there's so many things in question up in the air right now that I, I think you need a runway that's six months, you know, six months, 12 months, maybe, I mean, hopefully not 12 months because yeah. the league will be established by then, but definitely you need a runway that six months. And it didn't sound like they had that kind of runway to, to wait until it's figured out and then have to go through these, you know, periods of negotiating with other organizations to establish that kind of buyout or whatever it is. Um, but what's the difference between buying the reunited brand versus just ending up with the roster anyways for whatever organization? Is there a difference, yeah, I, really? I mean, I, I, I would. I assume that I don't know the financials, but I assume the player-owned aspect meant that they had some sort of equity. Well, so for them, it would. Out, but for somebody that yeah. comes in to buy, I mean, there's no. Oh, not no difference. Yeah, for, there's like, no reason, right? The money for, guys. Yeah. So maybe actually. So. Say what, Jason? Well, like, if you're going to be an investor like that, a billion-dollar investor, uh, professional sports teams, you're not going to invest in an org that only has like one game. You know. I think they had, they were in a couple Rocket other too, games. But, yeah, Rocket League, right? But I, I mean, you need like a CS team and like a league team. And a Smash player, like, apparently. Yeah, and a Smash player. <laughs> uh, or like fighting games for so Xbox. I will just uh, interject and say we've got Cruz in chat from Reunited giving a lot of insights right now. So if you're listening to the audio archive, make sure to tune in live. Uh, or you can watch the VOD on Twitch because we're getting uh, words directly from a That's right, one of the owners. Right here That's saying... Right actually quite happy about this change and really excited to join a major orc so there you awesome. go i'm just curious yeah. though did he have equity stake in the team because did too easy yeah, sell his stake to cruise or what happened because it was a player yeah. owned and made org but cruise joined after that was ha- that happened that same thing with like astralis like i don't actually know how that works yeah not sure, but the roster is staying together that's that's definitely good i mean they they did they did have two players leave recently Winghaven, and Winghaven, Omegon. yeah, Winghaven, and you know, I'm yeah, curious Omegon. why they got rid of uh, Winghaven. Actually, well, I'm curious that I'm not curious because they did the same thing to him uh, in Battlefield and Battlefield Four. In the first season, they didn't place that well. They kicked him off. They picked up Drunks, <laughs> who now manages Fanatics <laughs> Overwatch team. Yeah, and then he came back with the whole reunited, which was such a cool story. I. Okay, no, Cruz doesn't need to tell us why. <laughs> he doesn't need to tell us, right? Um, yeah. But the two new players, that should be interesting. I yeah. don't know if it's been announced yet, so I don't want to say it, but it'll be interesting. 
Okay, well, uh, moving on, there's a new team that's announced. So we, we have one team leaving and a new team announced, and ooh, this one's a mouthful. So Detroit Renegades 5-Hour Energy <laughs> Overwatch Team. So, that, yeah, that's... Uh, <laughs> I hope that's. I hope there's going to be some kind of acronym or something for this team because how does that work? Or they drop the five hour energy portion of it. I, I don't know. Um, like for the league, how does that work? How like I don't know if you're allowed to have a sponsor's name in the in the name of your team. We had Fnatic Raid Call and like EG Raid Call for <laughs> League of Legends, but right. I don't think Blizzard would allow that if it conflicts with other sponsor they have. I don't know. It's. So they'd have to rename again, wouldn't they? I'm sure or they would. I'm sure they would rename uh, eventually. But it's an yeah. I don't, I don't think you're going to see five hour energy like in their clan tag when on the live streams. I'm pretty sure that's not going to be there. Um, but yeah. guys, there's something really interesting in this because okay, what's that? Renegades. Renegades is not the Detroit Renegades. Renegades is just Renegades. Renegade. It, it yeah. obviously, clearly, they are looking forward to the OWL, the Overwatch League, which has been announced to be location-based, and they're trying to establish themselves with a, with, an, with a city already. So, begs a lot of questions. Yeah. Hey, is this sanctioned by Blizzard? Is this, is this the beginning? Is this the first team that is officially joined up with a city, or are they just doing this to do it are they just doing it to try to establish the brand there and then hope that they they can bid for detroit whatever when the bidding does open but who knows we may have just witnessed the first ow league team yeah that's true a spot we may have i i'm this is purely conjecture i have no insider info here whatsoever but that may be what we just witnessed but why maybe. would they choose know. you know that city i mean jarebko so what, the know, owner he, well the owner is he doesn't even play in Detroit, right? I think he plays for the Celtics right now. Uh, he's an NBA player, yeah, you know, Jonas uh, Jarebko. Uh, but I think he was drafted by Detroit, so maybe he still has a home in Detroit. Like, I don't even know why they, they chose Detroit out of all the places, you know? So you could be right, Ben. You could be right. This could be, like you said, the first Overwatch League, at least set up team that's uh, going to be part of the, you know that league or at least is most is structured to be part of the league. Um but when we talk about the, the players, so Mangachu, you know, who's been on the show wait, a few wait, times. Wait, oh, no. Okay, okay, no, okay, it's not. No, about what's, okay. What's, sure. what's weird right. about it is, oh, I just forgot what I was going to say. No, Jason, <laughs> Jason, please. I literally just forgot what I was going to say. What's weird? It's about the cities, about Detroit, important. about five energy, five hour energy, Detroit, Renegades. Uh, purchasing a spot, oh, league. Oh, yeah. oh, no, I got it. I got it. I got it. Whew, save myself there. Because we asked ourselves, right, when it came to claim in a city for your organization does that mean the rest of your teams have to be claimed in that place as well we, we talked about this a while ago with like with with uh envious being charlotte so what we see is the other cs team isn't committed to a city either i mean obviously have an australian team but they're not i think living in detroit so can teams or can organizations just claim a city for their overwatch team like just just be a squatter. <laughs> I mean, that's I what it's, basically. That's what it seems like. I could like, actually. I could be wrong, and if anyone knows, uh, please please let us know. I have never seen Renegades associated with Detroit before, but I just no, looked it up on, on Wikipedia, yeah. and it says that their location is Detroit, Michigan, and that they also are known oh. as the Detroit Renegades. So maybe the whole team oh. is associated with the location. I actually, uh, I. 
I'm unaware. I, my assumption was that no, it was just the Overwatch team, but yeah, like their CS team isn't called the Detroit Renegade yeah, Five Hour so. Energy <laughs> no, Doritos Monster <laughs> Team. But they're also from in Australia. They live in Australia. I don't know if they actually. I don't know if they still live in Australia or if they actually do finally or have finally moved back to the states since they were there for a while. But they, I thought they were like they lived in Vegas though. Like yeah, the, the old CS right. team always lived in Vegas when they were there in a hotel because that's who they were sponsored by. Anyway, a lot of we're gonna have to figure it out. Yeah, but let's talk about you know yeah, the players. Let's talk about the players. Mangachu, Jesus, Juvenile, Jer, uh, Scarlocky, and I guess Man of Snow. Snow. Uh, yeah, should be interesting to see. I think we've seen they've been playing already, right? In some some of the events, I believe maybe one event. NG. Yeah, they've been playing. The yeah, NG they play NG, right? Yeah, exactly. Wrecking face. Exactly. They're they've playing been playing well. so well. Yeah. I feel yeah. like Jesus is like everyone's new favorite player. Dude, Jesus in that video. You gotta watch that announcement video, guys. It's pretty good. I'll link it here in chat. But um, yeah, definitely check it out. And a new team to to root for. It's gonna be pretty cool. Definitely great. Um, but moving on right now. Here's the link, by the way. Um, another team is another NBA team is buying stakes in an Overwatch team, and the Overwatch team in this case is Misfits, and the team is the Miami Heat. So, actually, it's pretty close to where I am. <laughs> Not too far, actually. And um, that's pretty big, too. Miami Heat, obviously a big brand in the NBA. They definitely have a solid NBA team and have championships in the past. And Misfits, one of the best teams, you know, Maybe not quite yet, but we, we've all projected that this team is going to be one of the best teams in the coming months. So, thoughts? That has to confirm they're going to Korea, doesn't it? <laughs> Why? I, I, you, we, like, you were always like trying to guess who's going to Apex now. Why? Why, why does that have anything to do way? with... Why does Miami buy anything have anything to do with Apex? Oh, yeah. This is the org, not the Overwatch team. Never mind. Yeah. What? Anyway. Anyways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep yeah. that money flowing. Yeah. yeah. Esports yeah. is balling right now. It's so hot. It's actually just ridiculous. Somebody that's been doing this for like eight years. Like I remember when there was zero money, and then I remember when it was blowing up, and I thought it was gonna stop like exploding at the rate it was. And in in some ways it has, but in other ways, like the amount of money pouring into over or into esports in general is just absolutely mind-numbing it's just a start I mean, we were literally going to see more and more sports organizations coming in and dude i wouldn't be i wouldn't be surprised if by the end of the year we've got a third or or half of the nba uh franchises having some kind of esports presence whether it's overwatch or not but yeah i'm hearing about people in esports being hired as director of esports for some of these teams too so um, Can't wait to see the Lakers play up against. Uh, give me another pass for the Heat. The Heat in uh, the Overwatch League. The Overwatch League. I'd, it'd be awesome watching Golden State play play Cleveland. <laughs> Is Dan Gilbert going to buy a team anytime soon? That'd be pretty fun to see. Um, okay. Well, anyways, that's uh, another big news and uh, a couple player news here. We've got uh, two easy departs phase. Uh, he tweeted today, actually, I believe, and that's that's kind of surprising. You guys know about this? 
not too Jason, easy. Yeah. I'm sure Jason knows all. Yeah. Of yeah. Like, yeah. Like no. Monster. He's always in our meetings before the show. He's it's, like, oh, I know about this, but I can't. No, tell he's you like, guys. I don't know if I can say stuff about this. It's like, dude, shut up, man. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> yeah, actually, Blizzard, Blizzard told me something about the league. I just don't know if I can. Say <laughs> exactly. I don't know crap about the league. No, um, the, the, I have a coworker whose meme every time something big is announced, he always tweets, "Finally, we can talk about this now." Woof, <laughs> because that's what every like insider does. Right, right. Anyway. Yeah. Okay. Um, so too easy. Moving on. That's a lot of conflict within the team. Ah. Uh, okay. It seems to be always exciting. the reason for yeah for most of these surprising. But uh, I can tell you, he does have a lot of offers already. So Good. we'll be seeing him back really soon. He should. Guy's a god tier player. Like I still think Too Easy is one of the rarest talents. I mean, top top five, top ten DPS in the world, honestly. Mm-hmm. Uh, but man, is this a recurring trend to just see players come and go, come and go, come and go? It makes sense. There's really no structure, no reason to stick together as a team. But yeah, every team seems to be having issues. And one thing, I, one thing I want to call out. Team owners, if you're listening to this, you should stop forcing your players to change their Twitter Twitter handles every time because it's just <laughs> going to get changed again in six months. <laughs> I feel bad for whoever the the rep is at Twitter that has to change these esports names like left and right every freaking two months. Like, it's silly. Well, at least they're able to do that in a very regular fashion because it would suck if they they couldn't and they're still still got like phase in front of too easy for the next month or so. Uh, there's you know, one thing we were talking about, Ben, before the show is just the free agency pool right now is insane for Overwatch. It would be so cool to see a, a list um, compiled of all the free agents right now. And then just how many teams, how many crazy good teams that we could build in our fantasy Overwatch, you know, uh, I think there is. rosters. Is there? I didn't, I didn't I know I think on Liquid Overwatch, I think there is. Okay. Or like should be. Yeah, link, link me that when you get a chance. But yeah. Too easy. Uh, another player that we've got here is um, Skipjacks, just uh, leaving Rogue, and he pretty. Uh, what he says here is that he's just trying to, uh, I guess, allow the team to make an all French speaking lineup. So I guess that was a motivation there. You know, we I mean, we pointed that out, right? Skipjacks was the only guy that wasn't French on the team, uh, but he was learning French, I think, at the time, is what we were hearing. But now it seems like you know, I guess the. They want to move in that direction, just to have an all-French team, or at least an all-French-speaking team. They didn't say French, so um, that's you know that, I, that's too bad for Skipjack. Is that I mean that that's a really good team too, Rogue, and um, you know he's going to be moving on, going to be added to that list of free agents. <laughs> it's be, be pretty crazy. What do you guys think of this? He yeah, he's already traveling for a new team. We, we never even saw them play. <laughs> I mean, yeah, basically. Well, no, we did. We saw them playing Korea, There's right? Been, this iteration of Rogue? Oh yeah, no, wait, Gyeonggi, I am. Right? I am Gyeonggi, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Didn't get to see play much. We didn't get to see him play much. One but tournament. yeah, one tournament. Yeah. Uh, so we'll see where Skipjacks ends up here too. Um, but good I luck to him. It's pretty cool. <laughs> pretty cool. Yeah. What? I think I, I think it's pretty cool that there's going to be an all French team and an all Swedish team, and uh, even if OW League takes a couple years to go global. I think it's going to be really, really sweet to have like these teams, like the Paris Misfits. I'm oh, sorry, the Paris Rogue. Right? Okay, that, yeah. that would be sick. That would yeah, be but cool. that's that's a years in advance, though. Like, 
you know, we, we were, you know, one thing that Jason brought up a little bit is just like EU Overwatch is like dying right now, I feel like. And it's so weird to say that because we're usually used to saying NA whatever is dying, you know, in, in esports and in EU is normally not, not an issue. So to say that in Overwatch is, is a very odd thing. And of course, a lot of this has to do with the Overwatch League being NA only in the first season. So um, I hope that doesn't, you know, I hope it doesn't totally wreck things in EU and then they have to start over again when they want to expand out to EU. I mean, I guess it shouldn't be too bad, but it'd be nice to have something going on in EU while, when that happens. So it's a, more of a natural um, expansion into, into that. Because, you know, like that Paris team or whatever you're talking about, Ben, that's not going to happen for at least a year. At least a year. So, um, yeah, that French team will probably be living in the U.S., <laughs> I'm imagining, yeah. in the very near future. So Yeah, it, it's the state of Overwatch esports in Europe is, like, really, really weird right now. Like, actually, the state of the whole esports space in the, for the game is so strange. But, yeah, there's been nothing to play for, and all of the teams are moving to NA. Like, all of them. They all are coming here. Like, <laughs> Rogue, are. like... I don't know where Misfits is at, um, but uh, LG moved here. Like, there's no teams left in Europe. There's like NIP and they have to. I mean, NIP. Who else? Who else is in actually in Europe right now? Don't put me on the spot like this, man. <laughs> what you're supposed to know? <laughs> like, like you. easy. You're supposed to know. Like um, the- readers. Um, Uh, oh yeah, Dignitas. <laughs> oh yeah, Dignitas. Uh, oh, Dignitas. Of course, of course. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Course, we haven't Dignitas. we haven't heard a peep out of Dignitas, by the way, in like since months. the yeah since the big big uh, partnership, or whatever, or buyout, or whatever. Um, yeah. So, anyways, EU. You know, there is a tournament that's going to be going on soon. That's a five you know five k Euro tournament. Glory Gamers. Just want to plug that for it's an open tournament too. So, in any European teams that want to go try try out for that or play in that um you know go ahead and check it out got to give some love to these EU tournaments man get something going on there so i linked that there um apex you want to say something about apex jason you want to speculate again as to what teams are going to be at apex Oh my I'm just God. trying to think. Oh I'm my trying to God! Think what was, I'm trying to think what was like announced. I thought some teams have already said they're not going. Let's just move past that. Okay. That was, uh, okay. Fair. All right. All right. Let's uh, let's go on to Q and A here in a second. But before that, I want to give a shout out to um, all the folks that left five star reviews and and uh, really nice words on iTunes for us. Uh, again, that helps us or it helps the show a lot to be found on iTunes when people type in Overwatch looking for podcasts. So Mushu Beef, Tim A seven one one, Doctor Cats. Uh, Blacho23 and JP Sellen, thanks so much for uh, leaving those reviews. And anybody else that listens to this podcast, please go in and leave us a, a nice review. It, it really helps out again. We got a ton of them this week, so something happened, and I, it's really, really great. Even got tweets of folks that are listening to our podcast. Uh, so thank you very much you know, for that, and uh, keep doing it. I mean, it's definitely awesome. Uh, okay, so Q&A. So we got a lot of questions sent through email. And if you guys want to participate in this uh, portion of the show, go ahead and email your questions to theoverview at chainmanv.tv and we will read them out just each and every week. But we've got one from Firion and he asks, what advice, suggestion, or recommendations can you give to someone who can't play a lot of competitive games daily but wants to climb ladder? 
how can I ensure I get the most out of games that I play since I can only really play two or three comp games every day? So many Reddit posts about this. Uh, so many YouTube videos. Uh, I've actually been putting a lot of thought into it as I've been uh, doing my best to improve uh, on my own. Uh, I feel like you could go on and on about this for like 30 minutes, an hour. Uh, there, there's so many little things that are not even necess necessarily within the game that I think everyone needs to be doing no matter what level of skill you're at. You need to be warming up before you play for five to 15 minutes at least. You need to go in with the right mindset. You need to have, you, you can't be starving. Have some calories in your body. Don't go in sleep deprived. Have some water. All these things matter hugely. If you go on a losing streak, stop playing. If you're, if you, uh, don't tell me what to do. I'll keep <laughs> as much as I want. That's right. <laughs> God. Like, oh, then you go in game. I think the, the most important things in game are not even like skill based or, uh, or like positioning or strategy. Like I think, uh, being a good and open communicator with your team and knowing how to deal with somebody that's not going to switch off Hanzo. Don't just brood about it and get salty. Like, adjust like react try and do the best you can with the teammates you have and whatever their stupid picks are like these things matter i think more uh than i you know i we can't we can't train you in 30 minutes but like these little things i think matter more than any like piece of in-game advice i can give you also call targets when you're killing somebody tell your team that you're killing them for the love of god this is like the number one thing that irks me about my SR <laughs> right now is that people don't call targets enough and like we all just are shooting different people and it's really dumb. So there you go. Okay. I don't know. Those, those are my like... Those are good. Those are great. But don't be like that guy in Chad Man's games that calls whatever you're doing. Oh my God. <laughs> Holy crap. That was the one time I, I like my son, my son's like, why did you leave the channel, dad? I'm like... Because that guy was literally telling me everything he was doing at Symmetra. I'm putting one sentry turret down. I'm putting, putting two sentry turrets down. I'm running in the back now, guys. I'm uh, getting a health pack. Like, literally, this guy was doing that. Don't do that. Yeah, definitely don't do that. Um, okay, uh, let's see. Next up, Benji. Um, I was originally going to ask uh, how you thought Reaper was in the current meta. But with the PTR changes on the horizon, I'm more interested in the direction of the new meta. Personally, I feel that this will be the hyper-offense DPS meta, and I'm very excited about that. Well, you mentioned Reaper earlier, Ben. So, you think Reaper is going to be part of the the regular DPS lineup? I think so. Um, but I, I mean, to just address his general question, I think two, two, two. From what I've heard, it's only been a couple of days of scrims, two or three days. But a lot of the top teams have been scrimming for hours and hours in PTR. Mm -hmm. From what I've heard so far, it seems like two, two, two is coming back. Have you heard the same, Jason? Uh, <clears throat> from my experience, no, what I heard, I, I didn't hear 222 at all, but like I'm seeing you and a lot of people in chat talk about it. I heard it's still pretty much the same, same meta over here in Europe on the PTR, <laughs> which is really odd. Um, I don't think we're going to see Zarya, much, though, to be honest. Like the resurgence of Zarya, right? No? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Zarya is yeah. going to be even, even more stronger now. Um, I don't think, I think we're going to see a lot more Tracer. And potentially a lot more Genji. Like with the hook change coming mm. in, um, it should be a lot harder to kill a Tracer who's playing well. And we've already seen people like Soon playing her to such a high level, even mm. in the current patch of the current meta right now and the current standard of the game. 
Um, I think we're going to see a lot more of her. All right. Going to see a lot more epic tracers. There's probably a lot of people dying. I feel like you're not put, telling me play. something with the Reaper thing. I feel like you're being what? told by some players, like, yeah, we're playing Reaper a ton now. No, no, I, I haven't. Uh... In solo <laughs> queue, though, or it, queuing up and ranked, though, a Reaper, man, you, you forget how powerful he is. Yeah. I mean, we're talking Until about Beyblade like right again, face. Right? Yeah. Don't forget, he could kill a Roadhog in, like, two headshots, basically. It's true. Not like, yeah. So I'm excited to see more Tracer Genji. I think Farah is going to be slightly more viable, but not really changed much, honestly. Uh, I do think we're going to see a bit more Reaper. I'm, I just want dive comps to come back. Because dive comps for me, to me, have been some of the most exciting Overwatch uh, that, that you can have. Yeah, I agree. Just more diversity. That's all we... Even if it's just like one or two maps where dive comps are, are popular, at least giving it an option. <laughs> you know, not... Man, triple tank. I mean, all we see... Every time I watch streams now, I'm watching Mendo's stream or whoever's stream, it's like four tank to, to support. Like, literally every single game is just four tank to support. It's like, oh, man. I'm just tired. I'd rather have that than a Hanzo Widow on my team. <laughs> that Insta-Lock could only play those two heroes. Like... Hansa. Okay, all right. I mean, definitely not, not Widow. when he was 3.1 last season playing at 4K. Okay, okay, sure, sure. Not that one. <laughs> all right, sure. Okay, well, Luke. One thing that worries me, not worries me, I guess, but the one the one concern I have is that 76 will just still continue to be by far the best DPS because now like one of his counters was a D.Va in his face. Now she does less damage and she's less survivable. So I'm... I'm slightly worried about 76, but you can use a dive comp to unroot 76 with Winston's and, and Genji's and things like that. So yeah. I remember playing one game in Nambani where I was playing Anna and I had a soldier next to me on defense on the first point, and we got dove by a diva Genji. And it was just no, there's nothing there's literally nothing we can do. <laughs> literally nothing we can do that combo. There's just you how heal it, you can't survive it, you can't sleep them. Nothing you could do. Wow, that's brutal. Okay, Luke B, how in any way is changing team colors in between maps beneficial to spectators during an event? I think changing color sucks. I mean, you get to used to one team being red and then in some cases being investing them in red. Okay, I see. I'm like having trouble reading this. For 40 minutes, then they just become blue. Screws up the kill feed for viewers. Sucks for newcomers and who don't know player names. What traditional esports switch jerseys to go on attack okay so basically why are they switching colors every time they they swap rules it's a good it's a good point um i I still have some issues with the coloring of the names and everything in the game um i feel like they don't think it's an issue though because they haven't changed it and it's something that we've talked about i mean even like a year ago uh but what do you guys think just generally speaking with with uh swapping the colors and just the colors generally um, I mean, I look at other games and like Counter-Strike, you always swap colors. League of Legends, you swap colors because you swap sides. Overwatch, you don't swap colors within the the map. When it used to be red was always attacking, blue was always defending. I don't, I don't know. Like, I don't think you need to keep people certain colors throughout an entire series, to be honest. I feel like most people adapt quickly to it. Well, I, this only bothered me like for two days after they made the change. And right. I, oh, okay. We're we're fine. 
Well, yeah, I, I guess get what he's trying to say. Better question is: Is there any reason to swap the colors? Like, is there really any reason to do that? I mean, do we think so? Which it's team easier? is on attack versus which oh. is on defense? Yeah. So yeah, yeah. there you go. Okay. I, so I can signify well, I can understand roles. what he means. It's mm-hmm. like I don't know. I would like it to be back to the old way of you're attacking your red and you defend your blue because when you attack first, you're red, but then you're defending those red, but then you go into the second map. You could be defending first. Now you're blue the whole time in that map. I, I, if, if that's the direction she's going with it, it is really frustrating. There needs to be consistency, I think, in terms of like what color you get kind of assigned to. I don't know. Does that? I do. Do you get what I mean? Yeah, like, I know what you mean. Just so within a within a map, you have the colors consistent. But no, right? no, no. Is that what it's, you mean, it's, it's so in a map, the colors are consistent. You're always blue. You're right. always red. But then you move on to the second map, and you could be the other color. Sure. Yeah. It, it just depends it on the first little, game. It, be a little bit odd, it depends yeah. on the first game, right? Of each map it determines what color you are for that. Yeah. Entire like map. you're blue the whole time on the first map, and you're red the entire entirety of the second map. It, I can understand. I don't think it's a necessity, but yeah, I, I, I don't know that many people who are bothered by it at the same time. Yeah. I, I mean, I think a lot of people get used to it. I think it, it is a it is a minor thing, but um, there's not a I mean, th- you're going to have an issue with people trying to figure out, you know, who's on offense and defense too, because that matters a lot too. Like, it- it's not clear sometimes, especially when they're like, you just jump onto a stream and you're watching it and you're like, they're like team fighting. You have no idea like what roles they are. So there's good and bad things to, to both. What do you guys still think about the colors? Do you still like the the red names? And I mean, the blue is okay, but the the red, I've, I still have an issue with the red names. It doesn't encode well. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. Online, online video doesn't do well with red. I still don't understand this. It's been explained to me like 15 times, and I'm like, uh, I don't understand why a color wouldn't encode well, but it's a thing. Yeah, it's it's just it's hard it's hard to read, and I I still like the the white names with the colored uh, health bars. You know, just like what they do in League of Legends. I I I'd like to see them try it in Overwatch one time to see if if that would work, but um. I don't know. They obviously don't think it's a problem, so <laughs> whatever. Okay, Josh B. Uh, as we see more and more money to team infrastructure and coaches, what is the viability of having a game shot caller coach similar to CSGO? So, ba- what is the viability? I feel like it's going to yeah. become a necessity at a certain point. Yeah, a shot caller though, or do you mean coach? I think there's a big difference between the two when it comes to viability. If you like were a shot, a seventh so- man as a shot caller. A shot caller would basically be in a spectator mode, right? And be able to um, to traverse the entire game. And Well, you can't... Well, how, no, do you, how do you even do that? How do you even do that? Okay, so you can only you see... You can currently do it at the moment. Right. Where you can only see first persons of your okay. players. But right. I don't know. In-game caller? Like, it's... What, like CS, you have... You can't talk while the game's going. You can only do it during breaks or pauses that you have. Or timeouts, sorry. And league only do it between maps. That's coaches. I think I don't know if they could actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Not shot callers. They're coaches, right? Yeah. We used to have, in CS. They used to have an in-game or your shot caller be the sixth man in CS or seventh man in yeah. Overwatch. And then they they disallowed it. Be huge. They yeah. disallowed it right at one point. I wonder what Blizzard's takes on it's going to be. I think coaches are going to be huge, but in-game callers, I don't know, because you don't really have the necessarily I, same feel of the game when you're like watching versus playing yeah i i was it blizzard it might have been just valve but 
I thought, I, I think a lot, most of the consensus or a lot of the consensus is that they want the players to be the ones calling the shots. You know, they don't want a, an, an additional roster or just additional person part of the team that's basically spectating and calling shots. They, they want the players to actually do that. So I wouldn't be surprised they, they don't go to that. Coaches, for sure, like you said, that, that's going to be immediate. I think every team will have a coach right off the, the bat. Uh, okay, uh, let's see, next one. Trey W. Um, actually, Captain OCD, thanks for the question. We, we talked about Sombra already. She, uh, he basically asked what kind of changes would you like to see from Sombra. So we talked, talked about it during the uh, PTR changes. Uh, but Trey W., I really enjoy the show and, and insight you guys bring to the show. My question is about IDDQD and his future team. Now that Mitzvah is all Swedish and IDQD is Swedish, how likely is it that they will follow suit with Lunatic High and add them to the roster? Uh, Are you saying IDQD <laughs> is Korean? No, no, like, no, no, like, Lunatic High added, you know, an extra two players to the roster, right? To, oh. to be more. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm How... so confused. No, 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 like, no, no, no. Are you, are no, you like, a joke that he's too skilled to not be Korean or something? Uh, okay, okay. What? Whoa, what? never mind. <laughs> okay. Uh, ne- you know, <laughs> just keep it rolling. Uh, uh, I don't think he'll be going in There was a I lot feel of. Like his gripes. ego is too big for that. Like he's too good, and his ego is too good. I don't know. <laughs> wow, he needs okay. to be the star of a team. I think. Okay. Yeah, I think so. Too. I mean, also, yeah. no telling if even any of the other teams are going to adopt this, you know, six plus roster. Um, anyways, with the the additional players, but um, that would be interesting. But like you said, I, I think he does need to be the star. It'd be pretty tough. Okay. Well, anyways, I think that's it for the questions. Thanks, thanks everybody for the emails. Um, keep them coming because we'll, we'll be happy to answer any of the questions that you guys got. Uh, but that's going to be it, guys. We're going to wrap things up. Good show. Solid hour and a half, guys. Good stuff. <laughs> uh, Jason, want to do some shout-outs? Uh, same ones I do every week. Parents, for let me do what I do. Yeah. You stuff, let me focus on Overwatch. You too for doing the show and putting up with me every week. Um, <laughs> big shout out to all the uh, the jerks out there who want to insulock Hanzo or insulock Symmetra or insulock anything that's completely useless right now. And Symmetra, it, it works, and then have it not fine. work, and then blame us for it not working. Shout out to you. Okay, <laughs> shout Slightest, out to them. Tiniest bit salty, exactly. Just little, tiniest, tiniest, littlest bit. I'm actually drinking salt water right now. <laughs> Normal water. Uh, fish sticks. Shout outs. Uh, thanks to everyone who tuned in. Um, I often give a shout out to the competitive Overwatch subreddit, but I will do so this week in the context that the reunited guys actually did an AMA over there. Mm-hmm. So it's not just a place to learn about the news and discuss high level gameplay and watch videos and all that shit, but people are using it as a venue to like really you know have community related discussions so i think that's a pretty good reason for you to go check it out if you haven't already uh it's good times you should check it out thanks to everyone who watches my stream i streamed a little bit last night i streamed a little bit last week uh, i'm actually trying to stream uh more than once a week so you can follow me here on twitch on my quest to hit grandmaster we're getting closer and closer and yeah before you have it's a lost not- streak tonight before you <laughs> Hey, <laughs> I should hey, God, dude, Jason, you're like Jason. spread like a cancer, Look, dude. Just stop, dude. 
it's fine. If, if, uh, it's fine. You're gonna if, you're gonna be fine. If I was playing with you, then yeah, <laughs> we, we we would go on another horrible loss streak like the one we went on right before Christmas. Oh, you guys that played was... together? I don't even. I didn't remember that. Yeah, we played yeah. together for like two three days straight, and we both lost like 200 SR. Not my it was fault. Terrible. Wow. He was to the Lucio correctly. I'm just kidding. Were you playing Hanzo, Ben, or? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's the guy I was talking about. He was the Hanzo exactly. player. Yeah. Right, right. <laughs> uh, round things out. Thank uh, the two of you guys, obviously, for doing the show. Everybody for watching. Everybody, again, for writing in and uh, leaving reviews and everything. Awesome. It's just, I don't know, it just feels good to, to see that a lot of folks are not only listening to the show, watching the show, but they you know they show us they are. There's something about that. You know, when you take a picture of, like, we had a tweet where the guy's in his car and it shows just the overview, like, you know, on his LCD, you know, like on his radio or whatever. It's 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 neat. Makes us feel good doing the show, too. Uh, you can find the VODs for all the shows, including this one, a little bit later, youtube.com slash Um I finally got my new setup going like this past weekend i've been like really lazy about doing it so i finally got a chance to do it so i, I might stream some of my my overwatch with the kids so if you're not as high level as these guys and want to see you know kind of father son action yeah oh man oh man am i gonna put myself through that maybe maybe, I maybe. Cast it. you'll cast it god yeah oh my god my son would love that he's just He's just off the wall. Like the last time we won v one, he like beat me, and he was like so happy. I was like, "Oh my god, be a good father, be a good father." <laughs> just say you let him win, you know. Yeah, to get right. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I might stream some of that too. Twitch that to slash champion v. Actually, this this stream I might talk about this. Um, so yeah, so check that out. If not, I also do a bunch of uh, Hearthstone stuff uh, show that I do tomorrow that's value called value town as well as I stream some hearthstone too so uh, if you like that tune in for that otherwise uh, find the show here and on iTunes also you'll find the um, uh, the show in the feed tomorrow probably early morning tomorrow so catch that let folks know and that's gonna be it for the overview for this week's for Jason Kaplan fish sticks and myself champion B we'll see you next week bye